0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to a super late episode of the Queen's Table Podcast. I'm your host, Marissa J. And today, we're going to talk about the Joe Rogan Cat Williams interview. (laughs) So, I was getting ready to record today, or yesterday's episode, when, to my surprise, I have a notification that Joe Rogan put a a video out on, on YouTube, I opened up YouTube, First video up, three hours and five minutes long. What? Joe's putting out four episodes on YouTube again? Okay, cool. Spotify deal must be up. Who's he interviewing? Cat Williams. Now, on Club Shay Shay, when Cat, oh God, (laughs) said all of the things, he said all, all, all of the things. During that interview, he mentioned he's never been on Joe Rogan and how he would never be invited on to Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan has uh five, six comedians on there that aren't funny. <laughs> That's all he does. So Joe responds back like, hey, you know, like I love Cat Williams. He's one of my favorite comedians. And it's so weird that we've literally actually never met each other. But I would absolutely love to have him on, on my show. So, Joe being Joe, you know, gets cat on the fucking Joe. I had no idea. I had no clue this was going down. But it went down. Oh, dear God, did it go down? So, I had to watch that. I'm sorry. And I, I took several breaks in between. I had to. Um cat is hilarious and you know we love him. We love him for it. But there's a lot up underneath comedians. People go into that line of work to um you know to make other people feel better because there may be some underlying things that they may feel about themselves, whether it be super positive or super negative. So, to, to look at a comic, speak on very serious topics, it's it's really interesting um, how, how different ones respond and stuff. So, Cat thinks very highly of himself. I'll, I'll, I will say this. I don't like how Cat came on at first. By the end of it, like, because they never discussed... Joe never brought up Club Shay Shay, and I think that the whole time, well, at least up until about the two-hour mark, Kat was just kind of like, ah, "Is he gonna bring it up? Is he gonna ask me?" So he was—he was pretty defensive about a lot of things, and and you could almost kind of feel this uh, slight animosity. But I—I I, I feel as though that was only there he had his guard up because he thought that Joe was going to bring up Club Shay, Shay And I think Kat may have been ready to, to speak on that. So, but by the end of it, you know, it was very nice, very cordial. They spoke on a lot of different things. Now, I think that Kat Williams is a very arrogant person. I think that um, he doesn't like saying when he doesn't know something. So Kat's very intelligent and Kat has read a lot <laughs> and he's no dummy. Okay. He's, he's, he's not stupid. You don't get to Kat's position being an idiot. Um, And Joe Rogan, he is one of the most curious minds out there and and I really respect that. I respect curious people, genuinely curious people. He's genuinely curious and and I like that because regardless of I mean, he's a multimillionaire and he doesn't claim to be an expert on any fucking thing because he knows that there's always more to learn. You know what I mean? And I respect that about Joe Rogan. So, Having these two together and they're both out there, they both talk about some out there shit and oh dear God, did they? Now I don't have any notes. I might actually kind of break down this interview over the next like week or two because it was three hours long, over three hours and five minutes long. Very, very long conversation, and he was canceling. They were canceling themselves every five minutes. Like, <laughs> Joe Rogan asked Cat Williams about menthol cigarettes. Why do black people like menthol cigarettes so much? Okay, here's the thing um, and 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 Cat ne- hit the nail on the head. He said, You know, what we're talking about, what that was a very racist question. You know, he goes, he says, uh, you know, no, for you to have asked me that, and then for me being a black man actually about to respond, people are going to go fucking ape shit. Like they're going to go crazy. That's, that's, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad backlash for both of us. And of course, Joe, Joe doesn't give a fuck. Joe does not care. Joe doesn't care. Joe has been canceled a million and one times. Cat has been canceled a million and one times. What two better people <laughs> to have these conversations? But he was right because one, you know, you can't, a white person can't ask a black person that that question, right? Without looking incredibly racist. But then the black person, they're not allowed to respond to that question. <laughs> because the only response is supposed to be, that's a racist question. No, it's not. Why do black people like menthol cigarettes so much? I am an anomaly. I smoke full flavored cigarettes and I've smoked full flavored cigarettes for a very long time. I started out on full flavored cigarettes. Yeah, I'm a black girl in the South, but like the white part of the South. Did a lot of, you know, country hillbilly ass white guys, okay? I did. I did. Wasn't nobody else around. Black boys didn't want me. They wanted the white girls. <laughs> when nobody else left. <laughs> so yeah, my boyfriends were white and country as hell. And when I got, when I started smoking cigarettes, they were smoking the cowboy killers. So yeah, and I still, to this day, You know, I I went to menthols for a while, for a long while. And then I stopped because uh, I don't think my lungs really could take that. But I switched right back to, I quit smoking cigarettes for a little bit. And when I picked it back up again, back to the cowboy killers. (laughs) So yeah, I smoked the full flavor cigarettes. But Kat's response was very interesting. He said because we are a people that that value um rich products. So he was talking about the difference between, you know, liquor and malt liquor. Malt liquor is much, much stronger. Um and and when you think about that he, he's he's definitely on to something, and I really kind of wish that he would have elaborated because I think where he was going with that was you know I think if they were to have elaborated a little bit more on that particular subject, I think they would have found themselves at or I wonder if they would have found themselves at the conclusion that we enjoy opulence and and excess. Because we, as a very unique group of people, um, we didn't have the opportunity to have that. So when we did get the opportunity, when we actually do get the opportunity to get it, and, and that ties into the whole, um, got to have the the newest pair of shoes and the watches and the chains and the this and the that and it's like because and and it's definitely digging into really dangerous territory but again who two better people to have to have dug deeper into this than Joe Rogan and Cat Williams you know what i mean like uh but i i'm, I'm wondering if that's the conclusion that they would have come to um they spoke on a lot of things a lot of things he talked about uh Joe Rogan had asked him about Sodom and Gomorrah and and Kat's response was it was about it was it was about cleanliness I wish he would have dug deeper into that like this could have been a so much longer podcast episode like they touched on a ton of subjects but um I mean, they just never really, <laughs> they, Cat was telling him about, Joe, about the uh, emerald tablets of Toth and he kept mispronouncing, calling them Thoth and it is pronounced or it, it like phonetically T-H-O-T-H, but it's Toth. But anyhow, he was talking about the emerald tablets and You can't, and I'm glad that he did bring it up to to Joe Rogan. Um, Here's the thing. You can't just pick up the Emerald Tablets (laughs) and just read them. There are several translations and summaries that are out there, but I have an issue. I take issue with that with older classical books. I would much rather read the book in its original language. So that way I'm not um reading through someone else's interpretations of what those translations are. I'd much rather learn the language itself and then go and read the book rather than to, to have to do that. You look at um books like the Bible. You know, they talked a little bit. Oh God, they didn't even dig into this. They talked a little bit about the Book of Enoch, and 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 Joe had never, you know, surprisingly, Cat uh, was putting him on game on a lot of shit that that Joe Joe never heard of the Emerald Tablets before. Obviously, because he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go read them. No, you can't just. Pick it up at Barnes and Nobles. It's it's not, and I wish that Cat would have explained that part to him. But I don't know. These are two multimillionaires. Joe very well, well could have the money to go, you know, and 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 dig up some <laughs> some artifacts, piece them together, and have somebody interpret that shit for him. I don't fucking know. I I ain't in that man's pockets, but. Uh, they did talk a lot about a, a ton of, of things that I don't think that the public is really ready for. There's um, there's a lot of shit that the public just isn't, I don't believe that the public's ready to hear. And, uh, but yeah, they, they brought a lot of shit, <laughs> brought a lot of shit to the forefront. So I don't know. Um, Joe Rogan also dropped another episode it's a three hour 16 minute long episode of somebody I can't remember so I guess he's putting he's his Spotify deal ended up uh, running out so you could absolutely check that out on YouTube I would highly recommend it it's a long long episode if you have YouTube premium download that shit Listen to it while you're at work, while you're cleaning up, whatever, and at the <laughs> at the gym. It's a very, very, very long episode, but it goes by pretty quickly because it's two of the greatest people in the world, <laughs> and and we're witnessing them meeting for the very first time. That's incredible. That that's that's um that's a pretty rare thing that they were able to capture on camera and 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 I'm grateful that you know it was able to be shown to us because they talked about some real ass shit now if again if they were to just dug a little bit deeper into the shit that they did get into I would be a very happy camper um that's kind of what the Joe Rogan experience that that podcast show is about, he, unlike radio shows and television shows and, and, and talking heads on news broadcast clips, you know, they'll bring up the super important issues, have like a a few minute, two or three minute long conversation or debate about it. And then they're like, okay, well, this is just, we put that out there for the people who consume Now you guys go and talk about it. Yeah. But you can't have a nuanced conversation in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like you have to dig into it. That's what Joe Rogan does. He digs into shit. He has those super long conversations that that um, need to be had. And so that's why it was a little bit frustrating for me to sit down and watch it because it's like, dang, you really not digging digging like y'all like you like you be digging you know what I mean and and what really kind of irritated me was that Kat had his customer service voice on the entire time that shit pissed me off that shit was like really irritating at least in on Club Shay Shay you know like he he was himself in this he wasn't himself in this I think he was trying to put on a front like I'm not going to be funny with you because I don't know what you're here for. I don't I don't know if this is a gotcha type of thing, but that's not who Joe Rogan is. He's not going to sit up here and put you on blast unless, you know, he's going to ask you questions until he understands and and I think that um I've watched him enough to realize that when he's asked you a few times and you've explained it a few times, and he understands well. I think he thinks he knows what he's talking about, but I don't. I'm not on that same train, so I'm going to hop off and I'm going to change the subject. That's that's kind of what Joe does. He's like, I I don't I don't know what train you want. I tried to hop on, my foot slipped. I don't. We going to different stations. I don't know what the fuck you talking about. <laughs> I feel like you can kind of feel that in his in in the way that he interviews people but if he thinks that you're bullshitting about something oh no he's gonna and he's got his little jamie there to fact check every damn thing so you know I don't know I do believe though that um yeah this uh is very interesting it's a very very interesting episode that they uh put out and I think that we're gonna go. I think we're gonna go over it over the next, maybe two more episodes. Of this of the coin Table. we might dig into it. They said a lot of things. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about the migrant crisis, kind of, kind of. I mean, it is what it is. Democrats are finally starting to wake the fuck up. <laughs> And realized like, oh shit, maybe we should do something about this. Um, Joe Biden got on TV. It was a it was it was Joe and Trump. They did like this split screen thing, they both went down to the border or whatever. And I don't really to be honest with you, I don't really know what Trump said. Trump was uh pretty much just blaming everything on on Joe Biden. <laughs> I really, I, I half ass paid attention and didn't even watch the whole thing. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but Joe Biden, Joe Biden came on there and basically begged to work with Donald Trump. He was like, listen, you, we got to work on this. It's a bipartisan issue. People need to see us reaching across the aisle. I need your help. So either you come join me or I'll come join you. I really don't care. It's just something that we need to get done. Okay. I understand that. I wouldn't, let me take that back. I would understand that if this was like a smaller position, you know what I mean? Like on a local level, that's something that the people could really see. Um, You know, and, and uh, it's, it's for, for a president, for a sitting president to say, I need help. Hey, Mr. Former president that is running against me right now. I need your help. Nah, nigga, you the president. You wanted the job. Do the fucking job. Like I could understand it if this was like, Something much more smaller scale, but you're the fucking president of the United States of America and you are begging an ex-president that has over 90 criminal charges against him that is running against you currently for help? What the fuck kind of bitch move is this? And see, this is the reason why people are going to be voting for Donald Trump because Donald Trump would never do some shit like this. Donald Trump would never do some shit like this. Ever, ever, ever. You the president. You figure the fuck out. Why are you asking me for help? Are you saying you can't do the job? You say you can't do the job? You sat up here and fought me tooth and nail. And now you're saying you can't do it? This is some bullshit. That was the, the biggest bitch move that Joe Biden could have ever pulled. Honestly. You gonna sit up here and ask for a former president help all right, and you are running against him. All right, this is the reason why you're gonna lose. This is the reason why Joe Biden will also be a one-term president <laughs> because who who can respect that? I can't not as a not when you're a sitting president and and look at who who you're asking for help. You know uh that's that's we're not reach across the eye time okay we there are plenty of wars raging all across the world right now. And there usually is a lot of wars happening, but like right now it's almost like everybody's trying to fight. And and there's going to end up being a civil war here. How it's going to happen, I don't fucking know. And it, it might happen because of the migrant car- crisis, if we're being honest here. You know, you, you displaced a whole bunch of people in areas where there's already a whole bunch of people already displaced. And you say, here, I'm going to give this group of people some money, but fuck y'all. Fuck this other group. All right. And you really wonder what's going to happen. You really wonder what's going to happen. Okay. There's going to be crime every fucking where. Because people are just trying to make it by. People are just trying to fucking live. And it's hard enough for people to live that are already here. That are already here. And then you're going to fix it to where a whole bunch of other people, it's it's hard for them to live too. Absolutely it is. But then they're going to get a leg up. You don't think them them folks is going to get robbed? You don't think that then they're going to have animosity towards other folks, that are the the folks that keep robbing them? Well, you you keep getting robbed because they ain't got nothing either. (laughs) It's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. I don't know if that's what's going to start the Civil War, but there's definitely going to be a Civil War. Absolutely. And then Texas is on fire for whatever reason. Like, <laughs> listen, guys. Listen. It's it's the wild, wild west out here. <laughs> the world is ending. The world is crashing. The world's on fire. And uh, I don't know. I guess... Walmart has tents for sale. <laughs> I don't know. Check and see. You can bedazzle your tent. <laughs> Make it all nice and <laughs> order all of your supp- uh um uh prepper needs off of Amazon and just bedazzle the shit out of it, you know? be glamorous for the upcoming end of the world. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that, that's, 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 that's all I got for you guys. Bye.